0: Yo, what is going on, baby? Nathan Kennedy, The New Money Podcast, episode 67. Hoping you guys are having a great day. Fantastic, amazing week. Thank you so much for tuning in. As always, my friends, ask me any questions you guys have on Instagram, as well as if you're listening on Apple Podcasts. I would love if you could leave a little bit of a review there. It really does help the show grow and let the you know Apple algorithm know that we're here to do business. You already know. So uh, go leave those reviews and ask me any questions you guys have. Now, you guys, I'm always, always talking about how planning and investing in yourselves and in your future is such a a great idea. It's the greatest idea that you can do i mean that's debatable but i think it's probably top three right and so you know i can talk about it all day you can listen to me all day but if you guys aren't out taking action you're out doing the thing you're doing the work you're building the future for yourself it's all for nothing right and so if you do want to get started i really think that wealth simple trade and wealth simple invest are some of the best platforms out there to help you get going well simple trade is a commission-free platform commission-free very rare in canada just completely commission free where you can buy stocks and etfs free of charge wealth simple invest is a robo advisor where they do all the work for you you just put the money in they manage your portfolio so it's more hands off but either one is is amazing i mean i really think that buying index funds and etfs through wealth simple trade is a great idea but if you really want to be hands-off simple Invest is an awesome option too so if you do want to start building your future if you want to go to a lower fee more simple user face platform check out my show notes for the links to either one I really recommend it you also get free money if you meet the minimum deposits um, you can start with any amount but if you hit certain numbers uh, initially you'll get some some cash so that's always great too so check out the show notes to get started guys I really do recommend it also want to shout out Grit Labs. Uh, we are doing online classes, Zoom classes, and they're giving out a free trial. Come work out with me. We're gonna have some fun. Um, look at the show notes. Basically, you sign up for the trial. You'll have an hour class free. You can just do it at home. It's a great way to get a quick workout in. Even if you just have the intention of coming to work out once, that's cool. Just come and try it out. Maybe you'll stick around a while. Who knows? So check out the show notes for that, guys. I really do love these guys, and 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 you know they're really putting out great stuff online so go check it out and let me know what you guys think. Okay so today what I have is my interview with Mr. Anthony Sorella. I really love this interview. He runs a marketing agency in Toronto and he actually talks a lot about how navigating through the pandemic has been with his team. Um, a lot of his business was in hospitality so you know I mean huge hit earlier on this year. This guy has pivoted like i've never heard before it's incredible so fantastic story man so much value in this episode and i know i say that a lot but really really there is with uh talking to mr anthony here so without further ado let's just dive on into it baby anthony what's good man
1: what's going on brother how are you
0: i'm good man i'm good thank you for coming on the show bro i really appreciate it
1: yeah, yeah, no, for sure. I was uh, I was like, super excited. You know, when you reached out, uh, I took a look at the page and I was like, damn, this is something really cool. So, uh,
0: you know, been been
1: super, super excited to get this going.
0: Yeah, yeah, for sure, man. For sure. So, man, tell me a little bit about yourself. Like, tell me um, what made you want to start the podcast, maybe a little bit about your background. And uh, like, I mean, dude, like, like you said, like I came across your shit and it's just it's really, 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 really cool stuff. So, man, just speak to it.
1: Yeah, yeah. So my name is Anthony Surella. Um, from Toronto, born and raised. I'm 24 years old. Um, a little bit of a business background, I guess, on me. Um, I am the co-founder uh, and the creative director of a company called Neighborhood Creative. So we're a full-service marketing agency. Um, from there, I am a partner of a restaurant, Piedina by Monty, uh, on Queen Street in Bathurst, uh, downtown Toronto. Uh, I'm a partner of a construction company, uh, Westwood construction, and, uh, I have a podcast, um, and mm-hmm. money buys happiness podcast, MBH podcast. So uh, that's a little bit of a background for me. Uh, I guess overall entrepreneur.
0: That's dope, man. So, yo, so I got like a million men. So what, what, like what, so, you know, you're the serial entrepreneur type, like what came first? Like, are you, are you, uh. Are you a agency guy that's diversified? Are you just a, like kind of just putting your uh, chips in different areas? Like, t- kind of take me through that, man.
1: Well, well, I'll say like kind of. It, it kind of all started. Um, I want to say like I've always been a hustler. Like in like elementary school, like we'll kick it back to like Beyblades. I would be like buying Beyblades, like getting money from my parents, going to the going to the variety store, buying like a a fake Beyblade going to school and selling it for like three, four times. Right. So I kind of yeah, want to yeah. say it's always been in my blood and uh, I wasn't necessarily always like into school, although I was pretty decent at it. Um, and then uh, from there, same thing. I just was like doing something like similar stuff in high school, selling this, selling that, t-shirts, Jordans, whatever. Yeah, right. Like anything yeah. um, from there, I decided to not go the, uh, the school route, although I did get into university. Um, yeah. It's just, I just knew it wasn't for me. Uh, so from there, my parents were like, all right, well, if you're not going to school, you have to get a job right away. Yeah. yeah so yeah. I'm like, okay, cool. So I'm like, let me uh, get a job. So I ended up getting a job at uh, TD, TD Bank as yeah. a um, as a, uh, a teller. So like 18 years old, like the youngest guy there. Um, and I actually kind of enjoyed it, to be honest with you. Although like I always was doing stuff on the side, I enjoyed it. I learned a lot about like personal finance and stuff like that and my own finances, but it was very like salesy. So I kind of fit in, I kind of fit in in that aspect. So I was like, okay, this is cool. Like I see the sales thing, like, let's do this. Right. So I was killing it there. Um, They were trying to give me opportunities to move up, um, but I just didn't really feel like that was the fit for me. I kind of like just looked at the people above me and I was like, well, there seems to be like, um. Like there's a ceiling, like once you hit a certain point, like there's a cap, right? And you just can't go over that. And just as like a kid, I always had dreams of like nice cars and you yeah. know all this crazy stuff, right? So yeah. I just didn't think that really made sense for me. And so from there, I, from there I left. I had some businesses um, that went well, some that failed along the way. Um, and then about two years ago, uh, I teamed up with my partner, Ernesto, um, absolute marketing legend, I have to say. Um, and we teamed up and we started Neighborhood Creative. So, I guess I'm an agency guy first. Um, yeah. And then, um, like w- w- uh, my partner and I, and we also have a third partner, Anna, as well. Uh, she's amazing. Um, what we did was kind of diversify within the business. So, uh, you know, we're partnered in a restaurant, we're partnered in a construction company, um, the podcast, all that stuff falls under our agency umbrella. Right. Yeah. So we kind of did a little different instead of it being like kind of like personal investments into things. We're like, you know what? Like we're an agency first, you know, we have our clients, we, we do what we do. Um, but like, let's diversify. Let's put our, let's put our, our chips in some other pots and see see what
0: happens. Right. That's wild, man. That's wild. So like, I, I definitely, I love that. Um, that corporate and Bella sort of aspect. That's a, that's really smart. Um, so man, man, like, Speak to uh, your agency. I'm really, you know, intrigued by that. Um, are you really focused on digital uh, content? Are you focused on um, more traditional stuff? Like, are you an all-in-one, all like one-stop shop kind of thing for your clients? Like, c- kind of take me through that.
1: Yeah, yeah, for sure. So uh, we definitely started. So the agency we're just under two years old, um, and in year one, we were very digital, um, very content and social media focused. Still doing web, still doing. So, okay, so actually, I actually step back. We do everything. Like when I say everything, I literally mean everything web design, graphic design. um, We run ad campaigns for you, create content. We work with production teams. Uh, We've done super high quality production, uh, more easier, low budget stuff. Uh, We run social media accounts. Um, And then more recently in year two, we've taken on actually some traditional stuff. So we got into doing like billboards some really cool connections with like outfront and some of those companies so we've done billboard campaigns um and a lot of actual pr we moved into a lot of so like um we actually write publications for like forbes um yahoo finance some of those big players so that that stuff was yeah. in year two but year one was very very digital um which was cool it just it just helped grow the business really quickly um and just grow our network and stuff like that and then um you know obviously like the the situation that we're in the coronavirus and that whole thing came. Um, So we're just like, you know what? Like we still have some of our clients. We've lost some, obviously a a big chunk of our business was in um, hospitality actually. So that was pretty sad to see a lot of those guys go, um, Mm -hmm. you know, or just be able to not work with them the same way. But when that happened, uh, you know, being just entrepreneurs that we are, we're like, you know what, like we got to diversify in a sense. Right. So uh, that's when we started getting into all of this um, traditional stuff as well. And really you know, seeing a big push in PR, especially, uh, we've written like tons and tons of articles for some really big people in the city. Um, and you know, that have been pub- published on some massive, massive, uh, publications. So we're, we're everywhere. We're literally everywhere. We're, uh, right. which is exciting. It's cool because it's very, it keeps it diverse. And, you know, at the end of the day, like an agency, you're there to, uh, help businesses, right. You're there to help yeah. them grow. So the cool thing is that like, when a business comes to us, no matter how big or small, or uh, you know what industry they're in, we're able to help them, right? Because we mm. can pretty much provide everything. Um, we're we're a pretty diverse team as well. We're a team of about ten people right now, uh, so that's cool. We got people like all across uh, every type of marketing, so we pretty much yeah. take on everything.
0: So that's yeah, amazing. it's very it's
1: very diverse, but it's cool.
0: So so you're twenty four, right? yeah 24 that's fucking nuts man like that's like congrats man that's insane like i'm i'm 23 man and like that is just like fucking so sick i you know i could only imagine being in your shoes right now with with everything going on and and having to pivot so much this year um like i fucking i don't even know which question to ask first
1: to speak on that man um like i have to say like it's it's such a team effort um growing a business like A lot of people get greedy, right? They just want to be like, I want to own hundred percent. Or I want to be like, you know, the the guy who calls the shots, but we're very team oriented at neighborhood. Um, Like, you know, without my partners, I don't think, you know, the business would be where it is. Right. Um, And I think at the same time, like we just, we we, like for like, give you an example Um, in our office, like there's no desks, like we work communal. So like I sit at the same table with like my interns, you know what I mean? Guys were mm-hmm. guys or girls who are just trying to like make it into the company, right? Show their show their their value and stuff. And I'm sitting at the same table with them. Like we treat it so uh, everyone at the same level. Like we're all here to work together and get the job done. So like in terms of like growth, yeah, like it's cool, right? People are like, oh, you're 24 and stuff. But I really gotta like look around me and say like I wouldn't be here without the people that are around me, right? So that's really that's uh, really
0: big. That's a big thing man, for, for sure.
1: For yeah, sure. no, I, I would say for any business work, like you know, it, it's a big thing. Everyone's like, oh like I would like I always like to say this thing where I'm like, um, would you rather own like a hundred percent of a hundred thousand dollar company or ten percent of a hundred million dollar company? Right. right. It's just exactly. like people get caught up in the whole like I gotta own everything, I gotta be the guy. And it's just like, yeah, with a team, you you can get you can grow, you can go farther,
0: right? Yeah, and it grows on it grows beyond you, right? So Man, when you, when you, so when you, when you kind of realized that like TD, you were like, ah, like, I don't know, man, I don't really like the ceiling. Like, like, how did you, how did you even go about starting? Like, take me through like the actual, like starting process. Like, I know you said that you've had a few ventures in the past and some went well, some went, some didn't. Was this one that, was this one of those ones where it kind of fell in your lap and you were kind of like, fuck, like, I'm actually going to like, just go all in on this. This is like going to be like my bread and butter.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, so it was kind of, I'll, I'll kind of walk you through it. So I was at TD for just under two years. And, uh, like I said, things were going great. Like it was good over there, you know, whatever, like in terms of the money, like it was what it was, right. You get your, your hourly rate and, and that. And for me at that time, like that was good money. I was making like, like 15 bucks an hour. And I was like, this is sick. I was working full yeah. time. I was like, Damn, these checks are good. Right. So yeah, yeah. that was, that was that. And then, uh, but at the same time I was still, uh, had a side venture. Um, with my previous partner, Alejandro shout him out. Great dude. Um, I had, a, we had a company where we would, um, like in, in that, at that time, that year, I think it was like 2014, I want to say 2014, 2015, um, like these like music festivals and raves and stuff were really big in Toronto. Um, like these, it was all like EDM, people were going to these parties and stuff like that. Right. So yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I was always kind of the guy to be like, okay, let me look around my friend group and like, what is everyone doing and what, what are they like? And then let me be the guy to sell them what they like. So in that time, it was like these raids. So what we did was we, you know, through some connections that we had, we um, reached out to some people and we were able to like buy these tickets to these events in like bulk. And then from there, like, because we bought so many in bulk, we'd get them at a cheaper price. And then we just started selling them to like Matt, Anka Gigi, like going crazy like anywhere facebook instagram wherever we could we were going nuts right so we started small with like a thousand buying a thousand dollars worth of tickets and yeah. then that one went well and we made some money then it was five thousand it was ten thousand and then
0: yeah
1: we, that was growing we were it was going crazy we were just like we were like the ticket guys in toronto we were selling tickets like left right and center so i'm like doing this while i'm also working full-time at tv so it's like it's getting yeah. crazy but i'm like wow. it was like I loved it, right? It was mm-hmm. for me, it was just like such an adrenaline rush. I was like, yeah, let's go. Like I'll do a million things right now.
0: Man, so real, there
1: man. was that. And then that was going so well. And that business had actually grown like exponentially that it got to a point where I was I was actually in a situation where um I did an interview for um like a higher up position in TV, like a financial advisor. And I went, I did my interview, went, went great. And basically I didn't get the position not based on my performance, but based on the fact that like my age and that right there really turned me off. Mm-hmm. Um, and from that point at work, I like showed up, I wasn't trying as hard. Cause I was like, yeah. these guys don't respect me. Like what the hell? Yeah. Right. They mean like yeah. my numbers speak for themselves, but they don't respect me. So I just looked at it and I was like, I have a choice to make. Like I'm either going to stay here and try to do another interview. And hopefully in a year when I'm 19 at this point, they're going to respect yeah. me or I'm going to be like, you know what? Fuck this. Like, can I swear? Sorry.
0: Yeah, dude, I I just swore like 50 million times, man. Of okay, course. That wasn't it, sure. that wasn't sure. I, it'd be kind of fucked up if I was able to. You could, man. <laughs> that wasn't sure. I was like, okay. Well, no, no, no. I appreciate it, man. I appreciate it.
1: I had the decision and I'm like, fuck this. You know what I mean? Like, I'm just going to go do my own thing. And uh, it like, yeah, I just, I just walked into work like the next day, like kind of sat on it for not that long, maybe like, a day (laughs) and I was like yeah fuck this you know what I mean I just like told my parents like yeah I'm out and uh I went to work the next day and I was like yeah like two weeks and they're like oh what do you mean like why whatever and I'm like listen like just it just I just have to do this like you know what I mean I'm just that's such a at the time I was 19 turning 20 and I was like I'm like so young if I'm gonna take a risk like this it's now right like where I still live at home I don't have like mortgage payments and these type of payments so like I always heard like, if you're going to take risks, do it while you're young. Right. While like you Mm -hmm. don't got a family to take care of and stuff like that. So, uh, I was basically like, yeah, let's do this. So, uh, get my two weeks in, I think I even only did one week, which is pretty bad. I should have done the full two weeks, but I was so hyped about just like finally being able to take like my, my business, uh, like as a full-time thing. Mm -hmm. And, um, and so I just went out and did it. And so I just started working on the company that way. Um, trying to get it on social media and try and build it that way. Uh, and yeah, that was kind of just like how I went from, I guess, if you want to call it corporate, I wouldn't say necessarily a teller is super corporate, but just kind of from, mm-hmm. I guess, the corporate world into like my own business. I just made the jump, man, which is like, I think like something that a lot of uh, entrepreneurs that have trouble with, or like people who want to be entrepreneurs are just always like that jump is always like the hardest step, right? Like mm-hmm. just going and saying like, yeah, I'm going to do this. That's always mm-hmm. the hardest part. But once you make that jump, a lot of people come to find that like, I'm really doing what
0: I love, right? Yeah, dude, 100%. And I think like it's so interesting you say that cuz it's like I feel like a lot of a lot of kids our age man, if you just put shit into perspective, like what the like what do you have to lose? Like you have zero to lose. You know what I mean? Like you like you said like you have you're never going to have less to lose than right now. You know what I mean? And and your and your upside is 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 the most it could ever be because you have the most years ahead of you, right? So it's like you know, when you, when you put that sort of like lens on it, it's like, well, why wouldn't you do it? You know what I mean?
1: Sure. But you, you know what? Like it's, it, it, that's exactly what it is, right? Like you still live at home. Like, what do you have? Like your yeah. home bill? Like, you could
0: always go back to that job. Like you could always go to school. Like hundred
1: percent, hundred percent. If you're going to do it, do it now. Right. And I just think like the, the problem is, is like, they don't teach you this in school or they like, they don't like, they, like no one, I'm not like, I would say school, let's say, or even a lot of parents maybe don't push their kids to like, Hey, like, take that jump, you know what I mean? Like now is the time, right? So I was lucky my, my parents were very supportive of me in that way. They weren't like, "No, don't quit your job." They they saw they saw what I was doing, how I was kind of juggling both of them, and they're like, "Yeah, kind of if this is the time to do it, do it now," right? Um and I I just wish like more people, you know, hurt had that encouragement or maybe were taught that because I feel like um there's a lot of great great people um, you know, let it was even say like potentially great entrepreneurs that just never made the jump. Right. Mm. And probably look back and they're like, fuck, like this would have been so much yeah. easier had I been 20 years old. Right. Or even 25. Like, I like to say, like, uh, I always talk to my mom, right. She's, she's soon to retire. And I'm like, like your life isn't over when you retire. Like maybe this is time you try something new, something you, mm-hmm. something like a, a become a real estate agent, do something like try something that you love. Right. Oh. I don't think there's any ever really an age, but the easiest time is definitely when you're younger, right? Like when you're when you're in your twenties, for sure.
0: Yeah, yeah, absolutely, man. I think I think that's really interesting, man. Um, and it's amazing um, that your parents were so supportive and they really, um, you know, put that put that confidence in you to be like, listen, like we believe in you, like we we put that trust in you, right? I think I think unfortunately, like you said, like a lot of people don't have that, man. Like, I mean, what would you say to to, to somebody in that sort of situation where it's like they have a lot of like social pressure on them. Maybe they're like, you know, they're kind of bogged down by sort of like opinions, things like that. Like kind of, kind of speak to that, man. It's tough. It's It's hard. It's It's definitely, (laughs) it's definitely a
1: tough situation to be in. Right. Like I, like I have friends and stuff like that. And people that I know personally who are kind of, you know, I either see them in that situation right now or have seen them in, but no one really controls your life, but you, right. Like, and no one makes you happy, but you like, when you wake up in the morning, you know, you maybe you wake up in the house with your family or, Or your sister, your your cousins, whatever your scenario is, right? But when you wake up every day, like you wake up with yourself, right? And when you walk out of your front door, you're with yourself. And when you're uh, sitting looking at your phone, you're with yourself. When you're sitting in front of your computer, you're with yourself, right? So if you're not doing what's making you happy, um, like you you're just not living to life's fullest potential, right? And I think like something cool now for you know people in you know our age or even younger or even older, um, a cool thing for them is that like, we have the internet now. And like, there's so many people, you know, like you and I, for example, who have these podcasts or have these um, channels where we're giving people, um, you know, hopefully that push to go and do something they love, right? Whether that be in business, or whether that be uh, going and trying to get a new job that they like, or whether that be, starting a new hobby that they like. Right. I think luckily now we have the internet where, you know, maybe 20 years ago, 30 years ago or anything before that. Right. It was harder because you literally just like looked around you. And if you didn't have supportive people around you, it was different where now it's like, man, if I want to, like, if I need to get in that zone, I just like open my phone, flip open Instagram, like Gary V right away. Or I follow like a bunch of like motivational accounts. I'll just get on there and like, you know what I mean? Just get myself like fired up. So I think like, uh, it's definitely hard it's never easy no matter what your surroundings are but uh at the end of the day i'm very i'm one of those people where i'm just like uh like it's you and no one else right like you only have yourself to blame at the end of the day sure. so uh like you got to make that jump if that's what you want to do
0: for sure man like that that's great man with, with with respect to like self-awareness self-awareness is so key man i think that's like I think that's like one of the number one things is just just knowing yourself and like knowing yourself if you want to work nine to five. Like, that's dope. Like, dude, do that. Like, you know what I mean? Like, do but just be sort of in tune with 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 your sort of desires. And and uh,
1: you, you know what? Like, exactly. And I think like this is something that uh, like I actually had a conversation about this on my podcast with one of my guests where um, I'm saying I was saying, like, I think right now. Um, maybe like 20 years ago, or let's just say 20 years ago, for example, like, uh, being like a, a pop star was like the dream. Right. Yeah. Um, now I feel like that's kind of happened with, uh, being an entrepreneur. I feel like it's sort of a fad. Like people feel like, oh, like I need to be an entrepreneur. Right. And like, that's where the self-awareness comes into play where it's like, mm-hmm. not everyone's built for it or not. Everyone likes it. You know, you don't, yeah. you don't feel a like lot you of need risk, to.
0: Man. a, a lot of risk. Of risk
1: because the problem is people open up their phones and they're on instagram and they're like oh i see this guy has his own business or she has her own business and then they feel like they got to be an entrepreneur but if that's not what you're what you're into like don't feel the need to be like hey i need to start my own business now like it's that's not for yeah. everybody right so i think yeah. that's also like what you're saying it's, it's very true like self-awareness plays a big role right If if you are someone who wants to go get a cool job and work for someone nine to five and come home and be comfortable and go for it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, don't yeah. let anyone tell you different. I think like self-awareness is a big thing nowadays and it, it, it's tough because you're always like, you're always learning more about yourself every day if you focus on it. Right. Yeah. Um, and I think that's something that like as an entrepreneur, or even just as a person in general, like something that I like I, I really try and focus on is always staying in tune with who I am. Um, and, and I'm i I'm a different person day to day. Like I wake up one day and I, and I feel a certain way about a certain situation or certain situations. The next day I'm totally opposite. I don't know if, I don't know if that happens to you. Maybe I'm just bipolar, but, <laughs> but I feel like we're, we're, you know, we're humans. We're changing every day. Right. So yeah, being self-aware as a human, and especially as an entrepreneur, if that's the role you want to go, uh road you want to go on, then like you really need to focus on being self-aware because that's a big,
0: big piece of the puzzle. That's the, that's a big thing too, man. That's a big thing too. Um, I want to pivot, man. Uh, Dude, tell me a little bit about the show, man, and, and actually speak to the show, and also just talk about um, your sort of philosophy around wealth building. Obviously, you, you know you're an entrepreneur, you're a serial entrepreneur. You've got several ventures, you've, you're running um, a lot of things, a lot of things on your plate. Um, I'm sure wealth creation is 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 on your mind. Kind of talk to me about that, and like, is that sort of the motivation? You kind of just want to share that on your show, or?
1: Yeah, you, you know what like um I think it kind of goes so so okay. So the show is the MBH podcast. Uh the name's Money Buys Happiness. Uh it's like a little controversial but we like that. Uh that's yeah. kind of why we picked the name, spicy, sort of just yeah. something to get yeah, something to get people fired up and uh make it a little spicy. So I guess kind of the the background the background of what we do um I think there's only of 20, we filmed so far 27 episodes, 16 are out. So we're waiting for season two to come out, actually launches the first week of January. Um, Only two of the episodes are just me and my partner. The rest of them, we bring a guest on. And generally what we like to start it off is kind of letting um, our guests speak about themselves, who they are, what they do, um, and kind of their journey as an entrepreneur. Um, And the reason we do that is because uh, we want to be able to, a let entrepreneurs tell their story and maybe some that don't have never had the opportunity to right who have never been on a podcast or been in an interview type of uh situation where they can tell kind of how they got to where they are now and all the struggles and all the wins and all the L's between that um so we we did it for that reason um and we just talk a lot about just like uh personal growth in between all that stuff um we talk about uh, marketing a lot because we are an agency first. Mm-hmm. Um, so we talk about just like how they grow in their business online, what they did, what worked, what did not Um, but yeah, we, we, we kind of started it just to, uh, give an outlet to other entrepreneurs to tell their story. And at the same time, um, you know, all our listeners get an opportunity to hear all these different stories of people in, you know, industries all across the board. Um, and maybe there's one that speaks to them, you know, uh maybe someone wants to be a barber cool we brought a barber on and, and he and he's told his story and you know they can kind of learn from what he has to say right uh that's kind of the reason that we started the podcast and kind of what we talk about on there um not too much about personal finance necessarily uh, but that's something that like i'm definitely uh very interested in uh myself personally at least
0: yeah. yeah 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 no no for sure man for sure i think i think that's amazing man and i you know i think there's a lot there's so much overlap between um personal finance and entrepreneurship, right? Because, I mean, the main motivation for a lot of entrepreneurs is financial freedom, setting themselves up. So, I mean, is is that, like, what is, what is what, what drives you, man? Like, what makes you want to do all this fucking shit? Like, what makes you want to, like, be in all these things and do all this shit at this age? Like, you know, you could easily have just worked on the creative agency or maybe did one or, like, maybe kind of, like, you know, slow, like, what makes you, what pushes you, what drives you, man?
1: Uh, I, I think, I think you, I think you said earlier, financial freedom, man. Um, yeah. Honestly, like, I just want to wake up and not have to worry about like, Hey, you know, can I make that mortgage payment? Hey, uh, you know, are the bills taken care of? Is this taken care of? You know, uh, when I have a family of my own one day, um, you know, if my kids want something, whatever, like, yeah, go get it. Not, not to be like, I'm going to spoil them like crazy, but yeah. just to, just to kind of have financial freedom, honestly, and be able to um, pick up and, you know, leave the country if I want for a month or leave for three months, right? Mm-hmm. Um, just know that like my businesses are running and stuff like that. It, it's all for financial freedom, right? you mm-hmm. um, know, hopefully I get to that point while my parents are still alive. And if they are, just to kind of give them back everything that they've given me and more, right? Uh, I'd say those are like my main motivations for what I do. And I just look at it from a perspective of like, yeah, I'm 24 now. So uh, if I just grind now, yeah. you know, like hopefully like by the time, I'm 35, 40, I can kind of, I don't want to say slow down. Cause I'm also just in love with like the what adrenaline of just working and being like there all the time. So I don't think that will ever go away, but just kind of take a step back and, you know, give more time to, you know, let's say my family and stuff like that.
0: Yeah, man, I, I definitely agree, man. I think, I think it's always, it's always the optionality. Like, it's like the fact that like, if I get to 35, like, man, I could call it, and it's a wrap. You know what I mean? Like if I wanted to or 40 or whatever that age is, there's no, there's no, you know, there's
1: that's, that's where you have that choice where you're like, yeah, you know what? I'm done. I'm, or, you know, or whatever. I'm taking a step if back. If you wanted to. to. Yeah, right, if right. Want <laughs> to. Exactly.
0: I find it so, it's, it's so funny, man. Any person. And like I've, I've had the chance to interview a few people that are like financially independent. Like, dude, like none of them have actually retired. Like none of them. Like they're, they're all doing their thing. You know what I mean?
1: But, but, but. I guess the question I want to ask you is, I mean, maybe off an interview, you don't know for sure, but you know, how, how happy did they seem or how maybe relaxed did they, did, they was there, was did. An aura, you know, like,
0: dude, there's, there, it's just tranquility, man. Like it's tranquility, man. Like it's, it's, it's because they're doing, they don't have to do anything. They don't want to like, that's, that's the key, right? They don't have to do shit. They they could literally fucking watch Netflix all day long. It does, it does not matter. So
1: well, well like, and then that's the thing where it's like in in the corporate world, for example, like if you don't like what you do, you know, you, you wake up every day, you get to the office at 6 a.m., right? You're up at 5 a.m. or you know, you're working construction, you're up at 4 30 in the morning to get the to get the drop set by 5 30. Like you fucking hate, you fucking hate it. Yeah. But you know, when you're doing something you love. Um, and especially if, if, if it's your, your own business and you're, you're financially free to a certain extent, you actually wake up like wanting to do that. You wake up to be yeah. like, yo, I, I want to get to the office at six o'clock. You know, you don't yeah. want to get fired up. I want to get this going. Cause it's something that you're building for yourself. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think like that's, that's such an important point, um, that a lot of people, uh, I guess in that situation, definitely probably look at their life and like, yeah, this is sick. Right. But it's that peace. Yeah. Like you, you, yeah. you see that peace, man. And I think that's a big thing. And that's, it's funny. You know what? Like in our podcast, we always ask the question at the end to everybody. We say like, uh, okay. When you hear money buys happiness, don't answer yes or no. Like, what do you think when you hear that? So I'll ask you that. What do you think when you hear the term money buys happiness?
0: Dude, I just think financial freedom, man. Like I literally, I think, I think time, like I, I think time it's, that's the biggest resource, right? Like time is what we're all working for. That's what we want. And it's what we can never get back. Right. It's it's kind of a cliche, but dude, it's facts. Like that's the only reason you, you that's the only reason you do anything. It's you you want to build up this wealth. You want to create a future for yourself so you can take the time. So you can spend time in certain places. So you can spend time with your family. It's just, dude, it's all about time. And I think the money, money again, it's just a tool that that'll enable that. And um dude, I, like I don't, I don't, I don't man, I don't have People people get so caught up in um, their their feelings around money, right? Like there's there's a lot of like shit around like just money in general, which is totally understandable given how fucked somebody's childhood could be, or how great it was, or like it like there's so much variance because there's so many people out there, right? And so money in general, it's something that I like harp on so much on this show and with my content, it's like let's get that conversation going. Like I I literally have. Um, a talk coming up like a zoom talk thing and the whole subject the entire talk is just me being like hey talk about money with your friends share things with your friends like do things um just get that conversation going because it's not happening in a lot of circles and man like the productivity like the the amount of opportunities that come your way just by speaking on it and not necessarily using it as like a because a lot of people get so tied up with their status and their ego with, with how much they make or how much, you know, like is tied up with that. And it, I totally understand it from a societal perspective, just kind of looking at like how things are, it's like, fuck, like, yeah, like it's kind of a status symbol for a lot of people. But like, if you could just remove yourself from that, man, like there's so much good in just like speaking about it. And, and
1: Yeah. I, f- I feel like, I feel like people, like it's such a, for some reason, such an uncomfortable conversation for a lot of people. Cause you're yeah. right. Exactly. There becomes that, that ego comes into it where it's like you're sitting at a table of people and you're like, Oh, that, that, you know, that girl makes more than me or that person makes less than me eh. yeah. and it should never be like that. Right. And I well, feel like there's a lot of um, good knowledge to go around, even just from a perspective of like, Hey, like, you know, this is how I do my taxes or this is where, you know, I'm investing money. This is where like the account that I use to invest yeah. money in or, you know, these the stocks i'm in or whatever the case may be but people get so you're right people get so um uh, they look at it from it like when ego comes into play i think in any conversation yeah. uh it, it can ruin the whole thing right but you're right, right. And, and which is why also something that i wanted to mention earlier on which i appreciate what you're doing because uh you're you're having these conversations right Um, and even the content you're creating and that's big and that's 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 what we need more of right you hear all these people preaching like oh you know why don't they talk about personal finance in high school and, and this and that. And I'm like, I kind of laugh because I just like think that s- school is such an outdated form of education. Yeah, it is. Like, yeah. man, they're teaching you like curriculum that was created, you know, 20 years ago. Yeah. Like when everything you would ever want to learn is on the internet, right? And yeah. it's not not only just like, you know, these like masterclass and all those types of things. And there's just people putting out free content, you know, like you and I. Um, yeah. yeah. That, that are giving away these these gems essentially, right? But kind yeah. of doing it in a cool way where high school students are actually interested in listening to it, right?
0: Right, a hundred percent, man. It, it's it's you know I I I'm very um I, I'm I'm pretty diplomatic. I, I always like to see both sides, and I definitely think you do you do too. So I I see the merit in school, but dude, like totally valid. Like there's some shit that has no business being in curriculum, like. I don't even need to say you I don't even need to say what I think of personal finance and education like I, you probably know where I stand on that.
1: Oh, 100%. Like,
0: it's like it is what it is and I think that I think why I do what I do is just man like it's it's just getting that shit out man and, and just talking about it man. Um dude, so kind of tell me this year's been really messed up man. Like just kind of switching gears. This year's been so messed up. You spoke to um, you know, losing some of your, uh, business from, from some of this stuff, man, take me through how you, uh, navigated that as, as, as through everything, man, because again, it was probably pretty stressful in the spring, right? For sure. I mean, like,
1: I think everyone started 2020 being like, this is my fucking year. Like I'm going to yeah, fucking yeah. kill it. And I think, you know, uh, me looking around my personal network, um, and, and my business network, I was looking around saying, damn, like, you know, January, February, I was like, fuck, this really is going to be everyone's year. Like I'm seeing so many people thriving, right? Yeah. Um, And then boom, like it just kind of hit us like like a fucking punch in the face, right? Like I think yeah. it got, I always say like, it got serious when like the NBA shut down. When the NBA canceled <laughs> their season, it was like, okay, th- something's fucking fucked up here, right? Like some yeah, serious yeah. <laughs> shit's going on. So when that kind of happened and then all these sort of lockdowns and places closing down and all this whole thing was going kind of crazy. Yeah, like first, kind of the first thing that, so at that moment, Um, we actually, uh, like neighborhood, we weren't invested in the construction company and we weren't in the restaurant at the time. So we were at that point, just the agency and no podcast. So we're literally just agency. Yeah. And, um, yeah, we, like I said, a lot of our clients in that moment were hospitality, excuse me, a lot in hospitality. So, uh, initially it started off just being like, Hey, you know what? Like, um, you know, let's continue working together just like we're in a weird time right now. So like, yo, we're just like, we can't pay in this moment, but we'll pay later. Um, and just being the guys that we are and, and you know, both my partner and, uh, and I, Ernesto, we come from a hospitality background um, right. in in our in some of our previous ventures. But we're like, yeah, hundred percent. We totally saw where they were at and we're like, yeah, like, well, cool. We'll keep running your accounts. We'll keep doing everything like pay us later. Like, you know, whenever that time comes. And later just kind of came into like, as it just kept getting worse was like, okay, this isn't feasible for real. And like some of these spots rather closing down or gonna try and shut their doors for the summer and see what happens, like stuff like that. So kind of lost everything. I wanna say like we lost probably 80% of our clients. So that was like wow. a big hit on the company, right? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, keep in mind, like we have our office space downtown, so we're paying like heavy rent. Like we got, we have employees, we have expenses to pay, right? So we're okay, cause Uh, We always kept like a, like a a little stash of money for a rainy day. So like on that perspective, we didn't feel um, like, you know, a lot of pressure on us right in that moment. We're like, okay, we can last. And at that time too, no one really knew how long it was going to go. So from there um, there was, there was a good in it in a sense where the good kind of came from us being able to slow down from like doing client work and actually sitting down as partners and like diving deeper into our own business and looking at like, better going over our revenue streams, better going over structure within our business, right? So we're like, you know what? If in this moment we don't have any clients, like, or we have a very minimal amount of them right now, like, let's dive deeper into neighborhood and try and figure out, like, how can we structure our business better? How can we get more out of ourselves? How can we get more out of our employees? How can we, you know, do more for the clients when they start to come back, right? Mm -hmm. So we started to really focus on our structure and and that side of things. So that was really cool. Like I gave us a, it allowed us to slow down to focus on that. Yeah. Um, so that was like kind of i guess like one part of our pivot um and then the second part was like you know what like if we aren't creating content for our clients right now like fuck it let's just wrap up our content right. Uh so that's kind of where the podcast came from we're like you know what fuck it like and the podcast costs money to run like our uh, our podcast we have a uh videographer and editing team The people do audio like so
0: dude it looks so good it looks so good man i i literally it looks fucking so good and like i dude i was gonna i'm probably asking you a few uh tips after this man because it, it just the, the the production value is just like crisp man and it's something i'm i'm looking to upgrade in 2021 for sure but
1: for sure but 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 so we just kind of said you know what like we're gonna double down and just go all in on you know our own thing and uh and kind of just make that happen, right? So started the podcast, uh, started doing all that stuff, and um, and then at the same time, um we were kind of uh starting to starting to push our personal brands more and more, right? Um, so uh my partner uh Ernesto and I like we just started going crazy on the gram, right? So a lot yeah. of our business to start off was actually coming from um our personal, our, our personal networks. So we yeah. were able to kind of say, you know what, like, let's just start pushing our, our personal content more. Like if you see, we probably have like, we have these real, we both, we both post reels very often and yeah, stuff yeah. like that. So we basically said, you know what, we're just going to create a fuckload load of content right now. And it, it's going to cost us money, but yeah. we're kind of doubling down on our business and on ourselves to kind yeah. of grow yeah, this yeah. thing. Right. Yeah. Um, and so we did that and, uh, you know, slowly things started to get better. And then the kind of where the pivot came from a even more of a revenue and a business perspective was we took on all these different things. Um, uh, we started doing more traditional, right. Um, uh, we started doing the uh, PR, we started doing the billboard marketing. Um, something that Gary V always talks about. And, uh, he's always just like, listen, like right now, uh, you know, Google ads are cheap or, or Facebook ads are cheap. So I'm there, but mm-hmm. tomorrow, uh, if TV becomes cheap again, I'm going there. I'm there. So, we're like, yeah. so we're like, so we're like, so, you know, we, we made some connections in the billboard world and we're like, damn, we can get these fucking billboards for cheap as fuck. You know what I mean? Like these are crazy. And so we're like, so we just started like pushing out to our clients and pushing out to our network. And people are like, wait a minute. Like you're telling me I can get a billboard in downtown Toronto for this price. And we're like, yeah, that's real life. So boom, we started doing that, we started adding that in. Right. So then we started to create more revenue streams for the actual agency itself. So on top of creating all this content and just like putting ourselves out there, more we started working on revenue streams because we kind of look at it as a, from a perspective like this. Like when the when the lockdowns came and COVID came, um, what's everyone doing? Like everyone is, the, is looking at their phones, right? All day, they already are, but now it's like 10X. And at the same time, all these businesses, what did they do? They, they, they cut their marketing budget. So everyone's attention is on their phones and on their computers. And all these big companies or small or medium-sized companies have cut their marketing budget Like the marketplace is so blown wide open. If you just focus now on your marketing more than ever, even though it's a weird time, you're going to be so many more eyes are going to be on you. So we're like, whatever, we're not going to go out and try and necessarily sell people. We're just going to put ourselves out there more. And in that came the podcast. Right. Right. So from like an agency perspective, that's kind of where we started pivoting to. Right. Um, And then, yeah, we actually, uh, we actually opened the restaurant in August, so we actually opened it in the middle of the pandemic.
0: Wow, how? What? Like, yo, let me let me ask you, man. Like, real talk, like, no bullshit, man. Like, why? You lose, you you lose, like all of the hospitality clients, and in August you open a restaurant, man. Take me through that, bro.
1: Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, it's funny. Uh, we are we are kind of um the group, uh, me and my partners to always go against the grain um yeah. and so when you know uh, you know our office is in a building with you know 20 other offices um and when this pandemic happened all of these people all these other there were there was agencies in there uh just very like tech companies stuff like that they all took that opportunity to be like hey let me get out of my lease uh, so i don't have to pay rent no more and everyone worked from home mm-hmm. we looked at it and we're like damn everyone left All of a sudden, all these like bigger, nicer offices in our building started to come available. Mm -hmm. So we like moved into a bigger, more expensive office. Mm -hmm. Restaurants are closing down. It's a pandemic 2020. Shit's going crazy. We're shutting down. We're like, this opportunity just falls in our lap to open a restaurant. Super small location, you know, mainly for takeout anyways, you know, good price on rent. Just kind of everything was there and was perfect. And from a marketing perspective, we... Had so much experience in marketing restaurants that were like, Makes sense. "Let's just fucking do it." So we've yeah. always been like the group to be like, "Yo, if everyone's doing this, we're doing that." Like if right, everyone's right, right. going blue, we're going red. Like if you know what I mean? If they're jumping over here, we're going the other way. So yeah. we just, I we just always kind of looked at it from a perspective of like, we need to be different. And in this time like now, more than ever, like what sets anyone apart is is doing things different, right? So like if everyone's going to be doing one thing, like we're do we're always doing the other right? Yeah. Uh, if an agency is trying to promote paid ads, we're like, no, nah, we can get you that same engagement organically. So we're right. just like, that's always what we've been. So the restaurant, that's how it came about. It kind of fell into our laps in terms of the opportunity. Um, it was a pretty big investment. Um, it uh, not, not only just financially, but truthfully, more time and mental I want to say it was very stressful. I know my partners would probably agree with me. Um, Fuck, very stressful, man. Like just being on the marketing side is one thing. And, you know, when when you're working for a client and trying to market their restaurant through social media and stuff like that, like you kind of see into the business, but until you really do it, you don't realize how hard it is to open a restaurant. So uh, that was a, for sure, a fucking struggle and a half. (laughs) Um, But we did it, we did it. And like something we're super proud of and, and it's still running till this day uh, you know, which is also, something we're super proud of considering the year that we've had, yeah. um, especially the last few months that we've had. So that was a crazy experience to say the least, but something that like, I'm proud to say that I have under my belt. Um, and that definitely when hopefully the world gets back to a normal, if it ever does, um, that, that I want to continue in. It's a really, really cool industry. Um, takes a lot of work though
0: for sure man so you guys are are you guys still doing are you still able to do like curbside like yeah yeah so we're doing all that
1: stuff we're still doing curbside we're still doing uh like we're on all the like Uber Eats, Skip the dishes like the whole thing right um don't get me wrong it it will that will never equate to being able to be open and seating people but you know what It, it for the time being it is what it is and like i said just kind of uh you know we're marketers so we're always finding new ways to uh Just expose the brand online and getting yeah. more clients and and just more loyal customers. So, yeah, man, yeah. it's been a fucking ride for sure. The restaurant was definitely something that like it took a lot out of me. I think like at one point I wanted to just blow my head off how crazy <laughs> it was between all these fucking things, right? But yeah, yeah. Uh, that's where that's where kind of if you circle back, like where the team, like a team, really, really, really makes yeah. things. Yeah, it makes things a lot easier, man. And. And uh, it's the only way to grow and be able to, you know, dip your hands in so many different things, right? So, yeah, the for restaurant's sure. crazy, for sure. Crazy, 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 sure. crazy, crazy, crazy.
0: Man, if you could say, like, what's the best way that young adults can take – take? like, I mean, you just talked about how you, you 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 had that setback, you pivoted, and you're just working with what you got. Like, how can young adults, just general people – kind of like take um, advantage of this opportunity right now and, or, or advantage of this situation? Because for a lot of people, it's fucked up. It was fucked up for you. You know what I mean? Like, how can they, how can they pivot that?
1: Yeah, no, for sure. You know, it's funny. I'm actually reading a book right now called uh, the happiness advantage. And I think like uh, something I was just reading on there and I think it really pertains to 2020 is that um, it's all about perspective, right. And how you look at a situation. Um, some people look at a situation and they just see the bad in it. Um, but from every situation there is good, right? It's really what you make of it. And I think like, if you look at 2020, man, like so many new businesses have started in 2020, we've lost a lot, but we've also gained so many new ones, right? Right. Um, so many relationships, so many, uh, new opportunities to network with people in this year. So I think like you have to look around in your situation and, and find the good in it. And that's something that's very hard. I think like as a society, We've kind of been trained in this weird way to always find the negatives and things. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, especially when you we turn on the news and there's talking about cases and deaths and this and that, and you're just like thinking this world is like fucked up. And you know, to a certain extent, it is. We're we are in a fucked up situation for sure. But at the same time, there's good in it, right? I have a uh, a good friend of mine. Uh, we had him on the podcast, his name's Kane. Um mm-hmm. man, this guy like changed turned his whole life around in 2020. Uh, went from like being a club promoter and rapper, and then he started selling PPE, like masks Mm -hmm. and stuff like that. And like the kids doing numbers, man, he's younger, he's younger than me. I want to say he's like 21 or 22. And look, that's, that's, you know, that's, that's one situation of somebody looking at it and finding a positive in this. Right. So there's so, yeah, it's, it's just perspective, man. It's all about perspective and how you view a situation. One person can look at, you know, uh, I fall and I break my leg and. I look at it and I say like, fuck, I'm done. Like, oh, I'm staying home, doing nothing all day. You know, the, the guy next door, the girl next door falls and breaks her leg. She's looking at it. And she's like, you know what, this is an opportunity for me to learn more online. Like, Oh, I take out my laptop every day. Cause I can't leave my house. Anyways. I'm opening my laptop. I'm learning about something I love or a business. I want to start. Like, it's always just the perspective, how you see the situation. Right. Yeah. Um, and so I think like, if you're looking at, excuse me, if you're looking at 2020, um, as hard as it may feel, there are a lot of positives in it, um, and I think it's those people who find the positives that are able to turn them into advantages. Um, when when you know when everybody is at is at you know I feel like in, let's just say at the beginning of 2020 or even 2019, everyone was kind of like on par. Yeah. Now, when people kind of started to fall down during 2020, um, the ones who even just push a little harder during that year, like yeah. the gap you that your growth actually feels 10X because everyone has kind of stayed the same place or fallen yeah. off a little bit. You yeah. putting in that little bit of extra effort, especially in a time like this, it puts you so much farther ahead for when the world does come back to normal. Right. So it's like, why open a restaurant in a pandemic? Well, look, as long as we can maintain until this shit is over or you know, over to whatever extent it is, we'll come out of this strong as fuck. You know yeah, what I mean? You'll or like, be balling, same thing, you'll be balling, balling, right? Or like, yeah. you, you know, why why move into a bigger office when everyone is moving out? Well, it's simple right. because we're, we're looking to the future and we're not stopping. We're going to take whatever it takes to keep it moving. So when yeah. we get out of this shit, boom, we're in a bigger office, a nicer office. When we're ready to onboard more employees oh. and more interns and to build our team and our family, we have the space right. to do it. So we're yeah. trying to just kind of position ourselves for that, right? So I think just... Yeah, it just goes back to perspective. You gotta look at this year and say, yeah, it has been shitty, but there are a lot of different things that have happened that I think as human beings, we can really take advantage of and grow from, right? It's just how you
0: see it. That's amazing. That's amazing. Anthony, that's really all I got for you, brother. Man, tell tell the people where they can find you, you know, money buys happiness podcast. Like where where else can they they get you get at you? For
1: sure. Uh definitely Insta. That's like I'm I'm on there every single day. Um at Anthony Sorella, A-N-T-H-O-N-Y-S-O-R-E-L-L-A. Um, you can find our agency at neighborhoodcreative.co. Um, you can find our restaurant at Piadena by Monty. Uh you can find the podcast at the MBH podcast. Uh we're on YouTube, Spotify, um, uh, Apple Podcasts, we're all over. So yeah, man, online, find me on LinkedIn, connect with me on LinkedIn if you want, uh, wherever, man. I'm all over, bro, you can find dude. me anywhere.
0: I feel you, man, I, I appreciate the video, yo, Anthony, man, it was really cool to connect, man. I wish I could, we could talk, probably will talk a little bit after this, but dude, honestly, really dope to vibe with you, man. Really love uh, your perspective and uh, your insight on how you, you've handled this year, man. And uh, I wish you nothing but the best for 2021.
1: I appreciate it, brother, thank you for having me. It's been a pleasure. Um, yeah, we'll, we'll definitely try a little more on some other stuff for sure.
0: so there you have it my friends thank you so so much for listening in again anthony was so dope to talk to just to vibe with man what a creative mind um i love his ambition i love his energy and it was just so sick to to chat with uh, such a like-minded individual and and really um, learn about how he's just kind of dealt with everything and went through it and really i love his focus on team and you know team is everything and and leaning on each other is everything I, i'm such a big believer in that as well i think you do need to rely on the support around you uh, oftentimes and if you got a good support system then you know the world's yours kind of thing so anthony thank you so much for coming on the show man i really appreciate y'all again guys really think it's a fantastic idea to get started with wealth simple with either wealth simple trade or wealth simple invest wealth simple trade commission free platform amazing by index funds etf stocks whatever well simple invest they just do everything for you it's a robo advisor so they just buy all the stuff for you based on the inputs that you put so great great platforms guys i really do recommend it please go check it out. Link in the show notes. But that is all I have for you, my friends. Thank you so much again. I really do appreciate y'all from the bottom of my heart. You guys are the best. Thank you for continuing to listen. Provide me feedback on the show if you think that I can improve in any way. I always love to hear from you guys. So that's all I got for you. Thank you so much. I appreciate y'all. I love y'all. But for now, I'm out this mother. Peace.